is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. So Connie Britton has entered the building. <laughs> oh my God. What is that actual leather you're wearing? I'm wearing leather. She's head to toe in leather. I'm head to toe leather. Makes me feel so special. It's very sexy. Oh, thank you, As, darling. And I'm the gay guy. I know. That, that, I know that I've done something right when the gay boys are saying it looks good. It's true. And we're not saying it looks good like, give it to me. I want to wear it. <laughs> exactly. Because half right. of us wouldn't fit in it. Impor- that's an important distinction. It thank is. It, it is. Yes. It is. It yes. is. So Connie Britton is here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. You uh, know her, of course, from, gosh. What don't you know her from? She's currently in Nashville, uh, which is uh, about to uh, launch into season four. She can also be seen in American Ultra, yep, which opens on August twenty first. Um, she's one of the one of the agents <laughs> going after poor Jesse Eisenberg's stoner character. It's a fun movie. It's so fun. It's I, weird too, isn't it? I, well, it, you know what? It's just that it's very unusual. It's not. It, it's not the kind of movie that, you know. I I do feel like we're kind of in a day and age where, for a lot of different reasons, I was just having this conversation last night. Film is very cookie cutter. You know, yeah. we we there are a lot of very specific genres and very specific types of movie that we've seen over and over again and we keep kind of recreating variations on the same thing and and one of the things that I love about this movie is that it feels it actually feels like a collision of several of those different kinds of movies and so that it becomes kind of its own it's its own it's its own deal you know and it's it feels very it feels very fresh and fun what does it look like on the page when you when you get that script for the first time i'm trying to imagine what the text looks like because it's it's in some ways it's a very visual movie although it's not that kind of visual um it's just so of another realm. What is it, when you're reading it, can you get a full grip of it? Well, and that really what drew me to it was the fact that it, it was the script originally because the script itself is written, you know, right away when I read the script, I could just tell this is not like something that, that I've read before. The tone of it and um, just the way that it was, you know, it's, it's character driven, but it's an action movie. Yeah. Yet it's these characters that you actually care about. And it's funny. And Max Landis wrote the script and he's really a brilliant writer. And um, you kind of can't believe the word, you know, just the language in the script is, is unusual. And uh, so that already set it apart for me. And, and then it, you know, manifested in this in this movie. Great cast. You know, they Jesse Jesse Eisenberg is so wonderful. Kristen Stewart is so wonderful. Topher Grace is in it. He's amazing. He's really good. Isn't he good? He's a really nice surprise because yeah. it's been a while. I know. And he just just dug into it. And yeah. it was so funny and fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. The movie American Ultra opens on the twenty first of August. Um at this stage, um, it sounds like you're looking uh, more for unusual scenarios than specific people to play. Is that fair? Because uh, huh. you've played That's so many different kinds of people already. Yes. You have a very nicely colored history as an actor. Well, 
that you know that's that's an interesting question. I I've never really thought of it that way, but I will say that what I tend to look for is um I tend to look for situations characters or situations that will put me outside my comfort zone. Mm. And um you know Nashville is an example of that because uh because of the performing and the singing element of it which was something that I hadn't done prior to this prior to shooting Nashville. Um and American Ultra is an example of that as well because it's it's actually a completely different kind of character for me to play and you know I got to do these action sequences that I've never done before and and so I would say that's usually what I'm going for but I love um what's one of the things that's so fun about being an actor is just being able to immerse in a world and so what you're talking about about different circumstances is definitely part of it because I like to find worlds that I haven't lived in yet mm. as an actor and go live in them for a little while. That's but the fun part. You also um, thrive in ensembles. Yes, I you love an love, ensemble. You play very well with others. I play very well with others. I am. I, I'm a collaborator. I love to. I love to work with great directors and and the writers and and other actors you know i to me it's always about that shared space and you know for better or for worse uh that's that's always going to be my preference but when did that manifest itself in a way that you that felt tangible because you you know you're you're very a very strong leading actor and you always shine in in the ensembles but it's a very i don't imagine that Anyone goes into your your world, your business, thinking, "Oh, I want to be in great group pieces." They think, "I want to be a star." Darling. I know, and you know, but you know, I never. That was never my agenda, never. ever, not even from the beginning. And in fact, I used to say, even when I was in high school, doing my public high school plays, which is where it all began, <laughs> E.C. Glass High School in Lynchburg, Virginia. All right. Um, but even then, and I would sort of, I had these dreams, and I didn't really think I was going to be able to go be an actor. I, that was just a like a pipe dream that a girl has when she's in, you know, high school or middle school. Um, but I used to... In my idealism, I was, you know, I really would talk about how I didn't want to be um, sort of a, what I termed in that those days as a personality star. I didn't want to be a personality star. I wanted to be somebody who was a chameleon. I mean, Meryl Streep was always kind of my icon. And, you know, I wanted to be always an actor that disappeared into her role as opposed to an actor who is kind of always the same and you know the, and a lot of the big mega stars are are often like that because you know people love that they love that persona and then that persona you know gets to sort of exist in all these various different worlds but to me that was um that was just never the goal is that do you think that that's part of what has helped you move from one successful project to the next because uh, doing what I do for a living, yeah, uh, you I, I meet a lot of uh, actors who have one big hit, the big hit movie. It's a one big hit. usually it's a hit show, mm -hmm. and the rest of their lives seem to be built around capturing that 
lightning in a bottle a second time. Mm -hmm. And yet you've been, you've had lightning in a bottle a lot. You've had, I mean, Spin City, that's how I first found you. Right. Uh, You know, you've had, you've had, you know, all these great shows and great movies. Well, how 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 do you do that? I guess is what I'm really getting at. How do well, you do that? I thank you for for saying that. You're not I, chasing I, a dragon. You're just working. Yeah, I'm just working, and um, and I and I'm, you know, I, I'm just trying to do things that I that I that I that challenge me, you know, and that make me feel like I'm that I actually have something to offer, and uh, and. I think it's it's really challenging to do that. It's difficult to do it. I mean, when I finished doing Friday Night Lights, I was very nervous about what the next move would be. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing something that felt different from what I'd been doing. I think if I had done the same, if I would continued to sort of try to recreate what that was, um, it, it there, you, you can't do that. You know, it, when you, when you, I, at least for me, every every experience has to be unique, and and everyone has to feel like its own entity. Is there a point where that feels like a good business in addition to being creatively satisfying? I think so, although I haven't really ever thought about it that way because I'm too busy worrying about doing something that right. that genuinely you know what I is mean. rewarding. I'm sure that there's someone in your world who's saying, you know, Connie— we have another woman for you to play who's just like that gal on Friday Night Lights. Right. Yes. I, oh, lots of times that comes up. You know, that comes up all the time. And I, I, I would have never pictured you as Raina. But I know. Initially. I know. And now I, know. I can't picture you not playing someone like Raina. Yeah. I know. And I mean, th- that's that's a great compliment. But I, I, I think that it's just really doing things that are going to be creatively inspiring and I don't usually and even on the business side I have to give props to all my people who help guide me and you know are on all that side of things because they know you know they'll I'll get a phone call from my agent he'll say well we got this thing but you're not going to want to do it because it's you know it's it's the wife role the mother role that just feels very much like this, you know, something else that I've already done. And they'll know that that's not something I want to do. And so thankfully to them, I don't really have to worry about it from that standpoint because I just focus on, you know, I'll immediately, if if it feels too, if it feels too familiar, I kind of, I'll immediately sort of just say no. It's not going to be something I want to do. Thanks anyway, though. And by the way, let's just be clear: that's yeah. a luxury for me to be able to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, I am. I never, for one second, lose sight of the fact that as an actor, to be able to make choices like that, and 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 I'm in no way in the position that you know some of the really amazing A-list actresses are in. I'm not getting those offers, but at the same time, I am fortunate to get the offers that I do and get the opportunities that I do. And, and, uh, I take every one of them seriously. But did you, did you have a moment where you said, I'm okay being a starving actor if it means occasionally saying no to something that just doesn't feel good? Not at the beginning. No, sir. 
<laughs> I, love I your would honesty. be lying. I appreciate Are you your kidding honesty. me? I auditioned. I can't even remember which one it was. I auditioned for to play twins in a soap opera. Um, I feel like it's something that eventually Hillary Swank ended up doing or something. Like Then it might have been, wasn't she well, on As the World Turns? It, it, I think it was As the World Turns. I have so much useless information in my I, head. Well, but thank you because honestly, I have been <laughs> racking my brain because I was trying to remember. I screen tested for, I think, As the World Turns to play the twins. And at that time, I did not get the part, obviously. Was devastated. Literally thought, I will now have no career. I mean- so now let's be on. I will be clear. It is that's why I was saying it is a luxury for me to be able to say I can make choices in my career based on my own creative inspiration. Because back in the day, I wasn't making those choices. You kidding me? I would do anything, I anything. Lo- I love your honesty. That's Connie Britton joining us here on the Jolt. Um, do you remember when you felt that shift? When you felt like you had some choices or some say? Uh, Was it after a certain project? Well, or? you know... For me, I, the my big break was The Brothers McMullen, which was a movie that so came good. out in 1995 that Ed Burns... Um, Wrote and directed before he was at Ed Burns. That's it was twenty years ago. Exactly, isn't that cool? Wow! And you know, I just have to say because it's a really fun fact for me, and really, I'm the only one who cares about it. But it was twenty years ago that the Brothers McMullen was won the Grand Jury Prize at the Sundance Film Festival, and I was there for the first time, and that was the first movie I had ever done. My big break. That was your first movie. That was my first movie, and twenty years later. I was at Sundance this last year uh, with uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which won the Grand Jury Prize. So that was really quite wow. a marker for me. I thought, wow, that is... And I hadn't been back since Brothers McMullen. Wow. So it was my first time back. Yeah, so wow. it was pretty exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So was there, though, that moment? Was it? Because, yeah, so because after... That's, that's a pretty major first movie. No, it was very that that it was the a story of the brother the story of the brothers McMullen and and what happened after that for everybody involved with the movie was like one of those stories that um y- you know it's like a fairy tale it was really like a fairy tale and uh, my life completely changed on a dime and you kind of hear about those things mm. you know those are the things that you make movies about but. You don't really think that that's what's going to happen, and quite frequently it doesn't happen. And and that was a very remarkable moment for me, where after the brothers McMullen, I mean, literally, it's I I didn't have an agent before that, and then I got an agent, and then I started having opportunities come in, and um, you know, even at that time I wasn't being too selective, but I I had my limitations weren't as big either because. I wanted to do everything, you know. Yeah. I was just, it was the first time I was having opportunities as an actor and that's what you work for for so long. It's, that that's actually why I was curious because the hardest thing isn't uh, having the choice, it's the hardest thing is learning how to make the choice because right. saying no is hard. Yes. And somebody told me a long time ago that the only power you have as an artist is saying no. Yeah. And it's kind of true. I know. Because then you're controlling your own destiny to some degree. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, that's Connie Britton joining us here on The Jolt. So um, with the last couple minutes I have with you, do you have 
Any any intel that you you can share about the new season of Nashville? <laughs> What's gonna happen? Come on, you know how I love this I show. I know. I don't. I mean, Deacon dies. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, look at me. I love that you're just like, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. I listen. I, you know, you, what do you want? Okay, let me ask you this. I'm not going to, I can't, I can't, I All can't right. even tell you if Deacon lives or dies. No, so, no, how no. can we get past that? Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you what your fantasy is for Reina 10 years from now. If you could My, look into, into your create, into your crystal ball, is Reina. Where is Raina in 10 years from now? Okay, here's my fantasy for Raina. That she is happily married to Deacon, that she... She can't marry someone who's dead. Exactly. This is my fantasy, okay? Okay. She's happily married to Deacon. Her label, Highway 65, is up and running so well that she's got all kinds of people running it, and she doesn't really have to lift a finger, and she can just... uh, do great performances and and record uh, records when when it's convenient for her and she she's living a very creative life and her business is something that is prospering and she's not having to hit her head against the wall all the time. So that is my none, that's my wish for Raina. None of that's gonna happen. Oh, you can guarantee. I guarantee you, none of that's gonna happen. <laughs> Where is the Connie Britton album? The Connie Britton album, you know, you know, I'm way too scared to do the Connie Britton album. Come on, the woman wearing that leather outfit is not scared of anything <laughs> because right. she's actually Point taken. she's actually wearing skin tight leather head to toe, and she's not sucking in her gut because <laughs> she ain't got a gut. Oh, you're adorable, adorable. <laughs> you're good at dodging too. I know. It's prof- I'm a professional, professional dodger. Thanks for coming to visit. It's I nice love to being see you. here. Thank you it's for nice having to see me. You. Look for Connie Britton in American Ultra opening on the 21st and the new season of Nashville on ABC. We don't have a date. I don't have a date in front of me. September on that, 23rd, I think. September 23rd, I think you're right. I think I've seen. We'll let you know. Trust. Trust yeah. and believe we'll be discussing it. I, I have faith in that. And uh, we'll see you again, I hope, very yes, soon. Yes, of course. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.